on last week's episode of Save the D8. Welcome to the Razor Clan. I am the store owner, Calcifer. What can we get you today? Deal. All right. So yeah, you now have an animated shield. Wow. Fuck yeah, bitch. Hell yeah. Ooh. And you can start to hear the sounds of muffled shouting and banging and bopping up there. Oh, they're probably the building, yeah. Which is good. That's good, yeah. That's, that's great. That's a great start. Uh, and as you get closer, you can actually see a, a fireball go off up above, like an explosion. That's not as promising. So I smack him right over the head. I boop him right on his little shark nose, like you're supposed to do. You stun him. Haven, you run to the door, and what you see is a very harrowing sight. Seems as if Captain Siduri was assassinated while they were still trying to recover. It has been only a few hours since you have lost Captain Siduri and have started sailing back to where the portal is um, in this particular realm. And during that time, the mood on the ship has been dour. And at some points, even irritated. You can start to notice that some of the Bundabura are being very passive-aggressive with you. Giddy is doing their best to be as helpful as possible, like following people around and like doing whatever they need, constantly asking, what, what do you need? I can help. I can help. For the most part, they will just say, we've got it. Don't worry. You just go over there. We'll handle this. Um, so you can tell that what once was cheerful since you left the boat has now kind of gone, not exactly 180, but maybe about like 87 degrees. I don't know geometry. So uh, Haven is pretty sure that someone has ratted us the fuck out. So I'm going to be keeping a close eye on all these Boondaburras. I don't fucking trust him as far as I can throw him, which is pretty far. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to do insight? Do you want to do I, a perception check? Yeah. I mean, I'm not good at either of those, so yeah, let's fucking go. Which one are you doing? Uh, they're the same. Insight. Seven. I don't trust any of them. It's, impo- it's impossible to say. All of them are pretty sus. Yes. <laughs> it could be anybody on the ship. You don't know. It could be... Temin the navigator. It could have been Ragas, the first mate, who kind of really doesn't seem like they want to be in charge. It could even be the the octopus Uri. Um, I do want to get a like somewhere that I can be sort of at least away from the crew for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can talk into the little clam that the trokes gave me. Yeah, feel free to just roll a stealth check to make sure that you. Great. Also seven. 
I'm not trying to be sneaky. I'm just trying to get away. You know, I go down, go under, uh, whatever. You gotta take a call. Yeah, I gotta take a call, and that call is, oh, right, I get fucking seasick, and I'm probably gonna throw up again. <laughs> just to say into the clam, someone sicked the sharks on us. Keep an eye out. Okay. Um, as you relay this message into the clam, when you turn around, you will notice that another unnamed Bundabura, one that you haven't been officially met with, has heard this conversation and like walks off at a very quick pace and you see them talking with somebody else, another one of the Bundaburras. I mean, uh, at the very least, they know that I didn't get the sharks <laughs> from that conversation. That's really all they've learned from that, so I'm fine with that. I had nothing to do with it. As you see this happen, you will actually see the two Bundaburras starting to fight. They're actively getting in an argument in a language that is kind of like an Esperanto style of avian and aquatic. Huh. And now you are starting to see as this argument builds up more and more, it looks like the crew is starting to take sides. Hey, hey, we got a problem here? The one that didn't catch you that got talked to is going to go, yeah, yeah, we have a problem. It's you, you four. You are bad luck. There's something wrong with you. You are cursed. We need to, we need to throw them overboard. <laughs> Did you hear that? Are we are we near you? Did you go Did you go away from everyone? Isn't the, I assume this is coming back up. I'm what I, I mean, I'm what this, I hear. This is spreading among the crew, right? So I assume that we're, you know, uh, up top now. Oh yeah, no, this is a very loud yeah. argument that's happening on deck. Cut to the courtroom. Yeah. Uh, so yes, there are quite a few Bundaburras that are demanding for you all to be kicked off the ship. They think that you are bad luck, and they think that you are the cause of all of their problems. Is is this the way you respect the choices of your captain? By immediately mutinying against his ideas the second he dies? It's obviously you. It's obviously your crew that it caused the death of the captain. Can't we not all agree that something funny has happened since these four have joined the ship? We get chased by some weird crew that blasts us out of the water when we're into the portal and we get blasted to who the fuck knows where. And once we land here, it's them that we send down to the Vermeer clan and they disappear for several hours. Only an hour after they dive down do we get the supplies and then an hour after that do we get attacked by the fucking sharks. So why, and they, they were gone during most of that time. So why the fuck are we trusting them? I suppose next time we won't save your lives then. That's fine. We are just trying to help. Well, any of you want to try to mistake your case? Maybe try to get the crew more on your side. Can we? Can we kind of see who is? Uh, can we get a general consensus of uh, which way it's leaning? Sure. Insight. Twenty-one. Okay. Rash, from what you can tell, it's a small amount, probably about like a fifth of the crew, that believes that you all are the problem. It seems as if there's probably half that are still on the side of the captain, but the other half is still, un the rest of them are unwary and are kind of, haven't picked a side yet. They, they're on the fence. Boy, we're yeah. getting real political here. 
Can I ask a question? If we're... If y'all got attacked when we were not here, wouldn't that make us good luck? Because we weren't here? Pretty good point. <laughs> <laughs> the retort back will be... You know, you would think that, but we don't know what the hell you did underneath the water. What the fuck you were doing with those vampires. You were gone for roughly five hours. We sent you down there. An hour later, we get the supplies. You're down there for another four fucking hours doing hell, who knows the fuck what. And then we get attacked by the fucking Kookaburra clan who claim that they have caught you eating their ancestors. So what the fuck are you blabbling about? Man, this one's got a mouth on him. <laughs> All the rest of them were so pleasant. This guy swears like an actual sailor. Oh. Okay, friend, what's your name? Charles. Charles. Charles, I understand now that is pretty bad. It, it does sound like we've brought a lot of trouble to this ship. We came on board we were chased. We went down down to the water, and yes, we went to a dinner, and someone reported on us, and you were attacked because of that. I will admit, all of those things are true. But what that tells me is that someone is watching us, and that someone reported on us and had you attacked while we weren't there because they knew your defenses wouldn't be as high. Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> that is a 27. Ooh. Nice. Okay, Brash, your cold deductive reasoning is pretty solid, and more of the crew is now starting to be more, is is becoming to be on your side. This is now looking to be a 75% towards y'all, while some are still on the fence. And maybe a few that were against you are starting to, you know, wobble. And what that tells me is even if you were to blame us, and even if you were to throw us off board, there was someone here who will continue causing problems. Well, obviously, then it must be the fucking first mate, Ragus. And you'll hear some of the others perk up like, that's Captain Ragus. Obviously, it was a setup for him to take over. And you four are probably in on it somehow. He doesn't want to be there. Look at them. Can we tell that he's, like, really sad? Ragus is pretty sad, and you can see them just kind of leaned up against the wall. They're listening to the whole thing, but they're not really speaking up. Just more listening to everything that's going on than uh, rather shooting off at the mouth. And Charles will say, Well, obviously he doesn't want the role. Someone needs to take charge here. Let me be in charge. I'll take charge. I mean, it's none of our business who you put in charge. But if anyone else wants, I am totally happy to throw Charles over, over the boat. Anyone... <laughs> If, if anyone, if, uh, just, I'm not threatening you, Charles. I am just suggesting, you know, by the will of the people, uh, you're, you seem to be stirring up a lot of problems. Actually, how do we know that you weren't the one that informed on us? It seems like you, uh, you don't have the will of the group at heart here. So, it seems kind of suspicious to me. Are you wanting to do a skill on this? Uh, yeah. What, what what skill is this going to be? Well, are you trying to intimidate him so he'll back down? Are you trying to persuade the rest of the crew to actually throw him overboard? Yeah, I think I think this is for the rest of the crew. I don't actually care about Charles at all. Um, okay. okay, so you want to persuade the crew to actually throw him overboard. Yeah, yeah. 
or just to stop listening to him. Uh, 16. Uh, let me see what Charles gets. Ooh. 10 isn't going to beat that. Okay, um, I'll leave it to you then, Haven. Um, how you, you win the crew over, so I'll leave it to you how you want to handle Charles. Do you want to actually throw him overboard, put him in a boat, and fuck off? Or do you want to, like, just, like, demote him or put him I, in the brig? I don't want to interfere with the affairs of the crew. I just suggest that maybe we make Charles shut up a little bit. Maybe put him swabbing the deck or something. I don't know. It's none of my business what you guys do. It doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm just saying. Kind of untrustworthy. Well, after you all being honest about what happened down below and proving your points that it's not, it's not you all that's causing all of these issues. Uh, the crew has fallen back into your favor for the most part. Charles and his little crew appear to be put down. They're not, uh, they do not seem to be much of a threat at the moment. They will go back to doing their duties in a rumbly manner. And Brash, I'm going to give you an inspiration. All right. Because that was pretty good. Ace Attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Brash, Attorney at Law. Um, So, yeah, for the next several hours till you get to the portal, um, tensions will begin to subside, but they're not going to completely go away. If you you have an idea to try to boost morale for the crew, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, we can just continue on, head straight into the portal. Did they do... I forget, did they do anything for, like, a, a wake or a funeral or anything for Siduri? Um, no, they have not had a wake or funeral yet for Siduri. They have just put their remains inside of a casket. Oh, it's just in that barrel. Yeah. yeah, but they've strapped the barrel to in front of the... The mast. Uh, ...wheel. Or, yeah, that's right, that's right. The helm. Okay. Well, that's that. Okay. Well, we can go ahead and get set up for the portal then. Temin is going to try to input some coordinates, but again, because the ship has been pretty badly damaged, it doesn't. It's not a high chance that you will get to the exact coordinates. So, are we ready to spin that wheel? Spin that wheel. You want to watch it this time, or do you just want me to spin it? Yeah, I want to watch. Okay. I'm in the chat waiting for the link. Wheel of interplanar travel. Gorak mod. Okay, Gorkus. Oh, I want to go to Gorkus. <laughs> Anything other than the fucking Sea World, please. <laughs> Get me off this goddamn boat. Oh, right, Talos Industries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready? Hit it. Yeah. Where does the crew land? <laughs> no! Oh. VX. You land in VX. The poisoned world. Yay! That's awful. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're going to be fine there, Haven. Just a name, right? Woo! Okay. So as you sail, you will see Temin carve these mystical runes into the air above the ship, and you'll watch as they go up towards the sails. Once they reach the sails, though, because the mast is cracked 
and you can see this kind of crystalline energy that forms around once they put the runes up there. You can watch as the runes start to twist and reform into different runes instead from your actual destination you were trying to go to as you jet forth into this portal and you start sailing through the seas of chaos of just raw magic energy. I don't think this is it. Uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you. Is it supposed to look like that? <laughs> this is. This seemed normal. <laughs> it does look exactly like when you first came in through the portal. Great. See? It's Vibes fine. Vibes are all off. Vibes are off. Let's go. Big money, no whammies. Big money, no whammies. Big money, no whammies. As you are sailing through this raw magical energy, you can watch as the rest of the crew proceed to lift up the casket with Captain Saduri and saying a prayer to them. And they sing it as they toss Saduri overboard while doing a uh, cannon volley for them. As you watch as the casket goes sailing into this river of magic. You, okay. Hmm. We have, uh, I, I want Shane to do this. Shane, roll me a d20 and tell me what the roll is. That's a 12. Okay. The portal opens up and you burst out into the open sky of this planet. You are miles above the sky. Miles above the sky? Yes. You are up in the air, and you can see that there is... Sky below us? Yeah. Shut up, you. (laughs) There is an amass of purple and green clouds that hover beneath you. As the Portland Bill begins to drop, and you go shooting through these clouds. As you start falling through these clouds, you uh, begin to feel the noxious gases of this storm coming through with lightnings going off. I need con and deck saves from you all. Oh, great. (laughs) Con, dirty 20, dex 19. Okay, con 18, dex 6. Con 9. But the dex was a natural 20 for 23. Ooh. Con 11, dex 3. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> Giddy, please. <laughs> Took everything in my body not to say con air. <laughs> air. It is an air con. So, Haven, you're able to power through all of this. As lightning shoots around you, it doesn't even hit you as you watch pieces of the deck get blown apart. Um, a few burned burras actually go flying up. Damn. Yeah, you lose Charlie. Charlie gets caught in the storm. Hell yeah. That's fine. Flies off. Let's just, just go character by character. From semi-best to worst off. <laughs> Brash, you get poisoned, and you take 12 poison damage. Lightning shoots out and blasts the ground for the hole. So both Shelly and Giddy, you are going to take 15 lightning damage. Whoa. And you need to give me a strength save, or someone needs to try to save them from f- flying off the ship. A strength <laughs> save? I did 21. Okay. Giddy, you are able to be saved. Strength save three. <laughs> I will also reach out and Somebody grab Shelly. Shelly and I are being knocked off the same way, so I grab, I reach out and I grab a rope. <laughs> and I grab Shelly. Make a roll for it. 13. Oh, wait, you're poisoned, though. Disadvantage. You didn't say I was poisoned. You had a low con. You are poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) Thirteen. All right, Shelly, you're just barely able to hold on. All right. Giddy, you will also take uh, 12 points of poison damage on top of the lightning. I'm not doing so good. So the ship (laughs) is falling through this noxious gas, and as lightning smashes into the deck, Haven... You're unaffected by it. You just kind of brave it as it takes them through. Brash, you are able to hold on to the mast, but the noxious gas is starting to make you sick, and you can both watch as lightning comes blast Shelly and Giddy up into the air. Shelly, you start spinning around like there's a small tornado on there, leaving the deck, while Giddy, you're able to grab one of those ladders that that they usually use to climb the mast, and in a split second, like, lick your rope up while doing a hitch knot to yourself. <laughs> Giddy, this is the last chance for Shelly to save themselves. And Shelly, give me an athletics or uh, acrobatics to see if you catch that. 13? You Yes, you meet. Alright. Tell me how you catch this before you fly away. Oh, let's see. Um... It's just like Treasure Planet. <laughs> Shelly's Shelly's doing this thing of, like, swimming through the air. (laughs) Just flailing and swimming. um, And is actually going to grab it. Shelly's going to grab it with their mouth first and then then get hands on it. Their mouth... Oh, it's going to... I know it's... Shelly grabs the rope with their mouth and then pulls his head into the shell and then grabs the rope with the hands and comes back out. It's like they have a Shelly kite. Yes. For a moment, Shelly's part kite. As soon as you break through these storm clouds, you burst out in a massive uh, cloud burst. Acid rain is now beginning to pour down upon the ground. Um, starting to burn the ship so you can smell some of the wood and metal becoming uh, burned and tarnished. As you fall even further down, reaching terminal velocity, you can see that in front of you is a titan. 
which is the best way to describe it. This isn't like a regular giant. This is like a creature that is the size of a Tarrasque. A humanoid creature that has a walking stick. And on their back is this large piece of mountain that's been strapped upon there. And what looks like to be kind of Victorian city that's been built upon that back. The rest of the land that you can see looks to be dead desert. There's nothing growing upon there. No, you can't even see trees that are left. And behind this giant, you can see a massive sandstorm that's being kicked up by this titan as they shuffle their feet. And the ship comes flying down and smashes into the back of the head of the titan. Everything gets destroyed, splintered apart. The Portland Bill is no more. Fuck. Didn't think about taking a ship to other places and not always being in water. They're they're also really not going to believe that we are not bad luck now. (laughs) We are bad luck. Let's be clear. It just wasn't our fault that they got attacked. (laughs) So, yes, you lose some of the crew that way, too. And everyone just kind of gets spilled out upon this titan's head. And as you all awake, you will find parts of the Portland Bill milled around you. We all saw that we're on a living thing? Yes. Before you crash landed. I'm going to say you all take 12 points of bludgeoning damage. (coughs) I will healing word. Feeling bad. Giddy is bleeding yeah, from the mouth and eyeballs. Giddy. Hang on, I got you, I got you. <laughs> so I'm going to do a third level here. 13 hit points for Giddy. That's a lot, thank you. Huddle up. Come here. C- come here! <laughs> Drag myself over there. No. Where are the boon? Are all the Boondaburras around as well? Uh, yes, there are quite a few of the Boondaburras. Um, some of them are lost. Should we try to gather them? Uh, let me do this first. Uh, and I, like, stick my hands out and slap both Giddy and Brash on the chest. And I'm gonna use my lay on hands to neutralize your poison. Thank you. Ouch. So that's five, that's five hit points that I take from my lay on hands to neutralize your poison so you're no longer poisoned. Throw up. Okay. Got to get the poison out of me. Uh-huh. Gross, but all right. You Great. do this all the time. I don't know why you're <laughs> grossed out about it. It's just, it looks kind of, like, blackish in a way that I don't like. Ugh. Been so, eating a lot of algae. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess let's pick up the Boondaburras. So, we're on the head, and then the city is... Behind you, yeah. Behind us. As you now can see that the city is much larger than what you had perceived it before you had crashed. It is large. I sent an image of kind of a yeah. reference of what the... It looks expect. cool as hell. And you can now tell that the walking step that they have is actually just full of black smoke that is drifting into this city. That is almost like a, like a mountain itself of just buildings built upon buildings. Great. Quick question. Because isn't steampunk also kind of Victorian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is that kind of what, like, Rax looks like now? Also? Like, it's also kind of Victorian now, isn't it? 
Yeah, a little bit. I'd say that it is more of like a, a steampunk, uh, minimalistic style that we had discussed beforehand because it's trying to be more of like super flashy casinos. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, let's let's do a quick count of the Boondaburras here. I'll uh, I'll start picking them up. Okay, anyone else want to help you search? I'll help. Yes. I'll help search. I yeah. help. Okay, what are you going to roll for that? Investigation. 17. I'm going to roll athletics to pick up the pieces of ship, the portal and bill that are on top of the Boondaburra. I'm also going to roll athletics. Just I'm just I'm just putting a bunch of Boondaburras in my arms. I'm just why can't I hold all these Boondaburras? <laughs> uh, so 17. 11. It's a 22 in investigation. Good. You two look and then hand them to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You are able to find about half of the crew left. The other half of the crew, you probably would assume have perished from the fall and maybe even have from perished from the crash itself. See, this is why we never stick around with things that we think are cool or we like, because Evan's just killing all of them. <laughs> this is McMichael all over again. McMurders all over again. <laughs> or Carmichael. Or Carmichael. Carmichael yeah. God damn it. Don't even we want me... our little platypi, you bitch. Stop <laughs> killing them. Don't get me started on Carmichael. Why? Don't get me started what do you on Carmichael. What do you have to say about him? throwing windows at you all again. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have the important ones? Do we have Timon? And... Yes, because you all rolled so high, you do have Ragus, Temin, okay. Ushar, and, and Neba the Octopus. Um, you also have the Bosun Zegan, um, who is the Budgie Arakraka. Um, are they conscious, unconscious, like, uh, bleeding? What's what's the deal? For the most part, Ushar is still passed out from the fight that had happened with the sharks. <laughs> Man, we are going to have a really hard time explaining all of this to him when he wakes up. <laughs> Temin is pretty well bruised, but Temin's also, like, six feet tall. So, you know, they're the tallest of the Bundaburras. they kind of the strong man. Zegan's lost quite a few feathers trying to get through the poison at Storm. They're pretty badly poisoned. Ragus has been knocked out. Uh, Aniba's fine, because they're an octopus and they don't really have any bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, as well as you have a few other Bundaburus who are pretty badly hurt. They are survivable, but they're not movable. This is the best way to put it. Alright. We need to make a doctor area. <laughs> Or just, like, you know, pull pull out some tents or something and sleep it off for at least a night. Yeah, you can feel free to make uh, investigation or survival checks. Yeah, we could make some kind of camp. Yeah, we, we have to. Like, I we're all survival. beat to shit, so. 16. Mm. Fuck. That's good. I got 12. For survival? Yeah. Uh, investigation four. <laughs> You're too busy trying to pick up all these Boondaburras and mm -hmm. try to heal them. Mm -hmm. I will burn another lay on hands to depoison whichever one you said was poisoned. Ragus? Zygon. Zygon. I'll, I'll, who's knocked out? I'm a healing word them. Get them back. Uh, Ragus is knocked out. Five. So now Captain Ragus has been awoken 
with the help of Giddy and Shelly, you're able to piece together some of the stuff from the Portland Bill. You are able to also find some foodstuffs and a bit of medical supplies. But again, a lot of these Bundaburras are very hurt, so you're probably going to need to go searching for you know, more equipment to help them. Some kind of real doctor. Yeah. And uh, Ragus is seems very apathetic about everything. They seem shell-shocked after taking a lot of it in. They're going to just kind of take a breath, and you'll see them walk off towards the horizon on top of this head and just kind of stare out into the distance. We should probably give them a minute. Yeah. Um, who's who's the most... Uh, hey, uh, Brash, help me, will you? I'm going to just do a quick... Just I'm going to just do some stabilizing here. So just, you know, give me your... You, you got better hands than me. Okay. I'm going to do a medicine check to uh, keep everything as... <laughs> keep everyone from actively dying. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a little high because you're in desperate need of water. You don't have any water. No worries. Um, 22. Uh, you're able to... F- I, have a, I, have a, I have a canteen. <laughs> yeah, well, you so. actually find a bunch of the canteens. Find a bunch right. of canteens during that time. Uh, and you're able to help um, bring give them fluids back, which they are desperately needing because they are bleeding quite profusely. Um, but with that, uh, you're able to stabilize most of them. So at this particular time, from what you've gotten from your survival roles and what you have from your experience, you recognize that um, a lot of them are not able to be moved right now. So you're going to need to find a way to get them healed up so that way they can move, you can move them. Or you're going to have to make some kind of like sled to put them on to drag them into town if you need to. Um, you're also going to need to try to find a new way to get home because now you have no way to get out of here. The ship is destroyed. Yeah. Maybe the Titan jumps hard enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can't we can't go into town right now. This is like our fifth session without <laughs> without a long rest. We need to go to sleep. And then we can take them in the morning. Then I'll have you all go ahead and set up camp and begin to create little shelters. If you want during this time, um, you have some downtime. So if you have any like ideas you want to do to get set up for the next day, more than good idea to start them now. As we're building tents and stuff, I'm going to start putting aside large flat pieces of wood to collect to make the sleds to bring into town later tomorrow. Okay. That'll be helpful for tomorrow. Anybody else? I'm going to blow my last 10 hit points from Lay on Hands to just give a bunch of these guys, like, one hit point. I also have a couple healing words. I have three left I can give. Okay. That's helpful. Just to note, every time that everyone's going to, like, do magic, oh, yeah. I, I do. I step away. <laughs> so oh, please. my... My lay on hands isn't magic, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that everyone's kind of busy doing their own thing, so they're within, they're definitely, like, ten feet away from you, Kitty. I just want to make sure that people are giving me warning. <laughs> Anything you'd like to do, Shelly? I'll just help set up 
camp, whatever needs to be set up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did anyone from the city, like, is there any sort of hullabaloo of the fact that a fucking ship just crashed down, like, not that far from them and now are on the time? Like, did that, is there any response from them at all? Mm, that's a very interesting question. Why don't you give me a perception check or investigation? Help. Uh, 10 investigation. No, you don't seem to notice anything from the city um, that looks like they are coming towards you at all. You are in a you're in a world where at this particular time there's not there's barely sunlight that's just coming through some of these clouds. You, there is no sun to be seen for sure. Everything's in like a per- perpetual dimness. Hmm. And uh, well, I guess we all want to take a long rest then. Oh yeah, please. Okay. So, seriously, it has been like six or six sessions since we've fucking taken a long, since you've given us an actual <laughs> long rest. So. Uh, no, it hasn't. It's been three. We got one technically Jeez. last last time. We asked off off uh, session if it counted as a long rest. Mm-hmm. Did we? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you all got healed up before the battle of the uh, Kookaburra clan. Oh, right. Because I was like, oh, yeah, right. you guys sailed there, and then you also had the cool feast, so you healed up. Right, right, right. Okay. But either way, let's see what happens in the night. I just didn't have my fucking spells. I got spells again. Wow. Oh, oh, are we taking watch? Well, yeah. <laughs> of course we are. We're right next to a fucking city. There's no way that we all just go to sleep. I was about to fall asleep. I was about to <laughs> crash and you would not have been able to wake me up if I did not know. Yeah, I'll start. Start with Haven. Natural 20. Haven, you keep eye on both what's around the camp and the city. You don't see much. You can see what looks like to be humanoid figures in the city, but they're very, very far away. But you can see movement that seems not just, you know, a ghost town. During this time, as the light is beginning more and more dim to becoming nighttime, you will see that the city begins to light up with more light. And uh, the big staff that the Titan has, with all of that smoke begins to start to crackle with lightning energy and you can watch as the spire of that staff blasts to the top of the city and that's when all of these lights begin to turn on. Okay. Hmm. With such a high roll as well, I think, yeah, you will have noticed that Ragas has not rejoined everybody in the encampment area and uh, you can tell that they are softly crying to themselves off in the distance as if they're trying to hide that. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go sit next to them. We'll sit near them. They will try to hide their face from you and go, thank you for helping the crew. So sorry about what had happened earlier with Charlie. Yeah. You know, I never really wanted to be captain. I uh, didn't even really want to be first mate. I uh, I just uh, 
Just wanted to be a, a, a sailor, a fisherman. You know, saving those who were lost. And, uh, that was just kind of what I wanted. And over time, I just kind of gained position because people liked me. And I never really, never really cared about that because, you know, position is a position. It's just, you know, the amount of respect. But being captain is, I've, I've, I've already failed them. I, <laughs> I've barely been captain a day and I've destroyed the ship already. Uh, I just, uh, God, so many lost. I've, I've, I've failed them all. You still have crew left. Your responsibility is to make sure that the rest of them make it home. Well, what if I just keep failing them again? What if I lose them all because of my my judgment? How can I live with that? The surest way to failure is to believe that you will fail. Ragus will look towards you. You can see that their fur is stained from the tears. Uh, nod their head up and down. Give a good clap on your uh, armored knee, nodding their head up and down. Gather what uh, poise they have left in themselves to get up and uh, head back into the camp trying to help out. Ragus. Yes. Good news. This was the worst day of your life. How is that the good news? It's only going to get better. Fuck that strong. Take an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, and then nothing else happens on that. Um, congratulations. Good work on getting Ragus. You know, back up to at least being somewhat of a leader now. Yeah, f functional. Yeah, functioning is what we need. Great. Uh, I'm going to wake up Brash. Okay. Brash, you're up. That's a five. <laughs> it's gross out here. <laughs> it is. It is very nasty. And there are times that you can notice the ground you walk on, which is essentially flesh, begins to ripple. Like something is digging underneath. I'm just going to absentmindedly with my knife, just poke at it like you would just a stick on the ground. Not trying to do anything, just just touching it. Yeah, yeah you absentmindedly just stab the skin. Your dagger is nowhere uh, long enough to actually cause any damage or cause them to even care. Uh, but nothing else happens during your time. It's Shelly's turn. Oh, boy. Do you let Shelly know of what you saw, or...? No, no. It's, it, it, we're, on a, we're on a live thing. It's just, just things that happen. I don't say it. No. <laughs> we're on a live thing, you know. <laughs> just, you, know <laughs> you know, weird shit. 
Weird shit's gonna happen. I got I got a perception of five. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, seventeen. Okay, Shelly. During your time you're awake, you get to notice the same thing that Haven noticed: the crackling energy coming off of the staff, going mm. towards the tip of the city. The city's all lit up. It is definitely dark by now. The light that the campfire gives is a very faint circle as, you know, there's not enough space for everybody that's injured around. Mm -hmm. And at one point, while you are on watch, you will hear a scream and the sound of dragging. Oh, God. What the fuck? Do you head towards that? We what? No. Head towards it. I'm just... I'm here to watch. It's not called... Do you even look in that direction? Sure. You look in that direction and you can see one of the injured Hundaburras get suddenly dragged out into the dark. Oh, God. That's cause to wake people up, right? Yeah, that would probably be a cause to wake people <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, wake the team up. I'll be like, hey, hey, everybody, everybody wake up. It's Everybody's on watch now. There's something There's something snatching Hundaburras. Where, where? Where? Over there. It dragged them away over there. All right, I, I rub my eyes and I am staggering off in that direction. Hello, <laughs> don't take our friends. Do I see anything over here? Um, you see a blood trail into the dark. There's blood, there's blood. Oh, God. You'll hear another scream and then suddenly, uh, get off me, beast, get off me. And you'll see Zygon is also now on the ground, and something is starting to drag them into the dark. I'll run, I'll run over there. Okay, what do you want to do? Bop it with a stick. Make an attack. Twist it. Pull it. Yeah. Okay, great. That's not going to do shit. 11? You swing your quarterstaff and it smacks into something hard. It lets go of Zygon, which you can see as a bad bite on their leg. Oh, God. And a mountain lion-sized tick or a beetle crawls out from the dark. Oh, God, he's got fleas. This big thing's got fleas. And now you can notice there's probably about four or five around the area that have been trying to snatch at you all. Uh. Fuck, shit, fuck, god, shit. Um, I am going to... <laughs> I don't have any... Oh, god, I wish I had fucking spells! Uh, I'm going to cast Branding Smite uh, on my sword mm-hmm. and just swing at one of these things. Go for it. Fuck. Fucking natural 20 again. All right, tell me how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I step on my shield and flip it up into my arms, you know, like I'm fucking Captain America or some shit. <laughs> and as I draw my sword, it lights up with a blinding light. And I'm just going to bring it straight down into one of these things as best I can. Try to fucking... I hate bugs, so I'm going <laughs> to do my best to squash it. Um, So that's going to be... Oh, no, you kill it. Oh, do I? Yeah. Okay, well, it's remains uh, shed dim light in a five-foot radius. <laughs> okay, so once you kill this creature, you kick its carcass, which sheds some dim light. You kick its carcass roughly about 20 feet away, and all of the bug creatures that had surrounded you all dash to the carcass and begin to eat it. 
as you watch that dim light fade away. Are they attracted to light? Okay, while they're all together, I am going to run over there and cast Fairy Fire on them. Oh, great idea. It's a save of Dexterity 14. Okay. That's a seven. So they, they all brightly lit up a bright pink. So once you start to see this light dissipate, Brash runs over. Cat, wait, Giddy, how close were you to Brash? I'm on the other side where the first body was dragged. Just double checking. Not this time. <laughs> Brash, you cast your fairy fire and you can watch as four of these tick beetles illuminate in pink flame. Everyone else can see them now. Um, and you can watch as they all now begin to fight with each other now. And fight kind of carries them away from y'all. They kind of fall off different directions into the distance. But you can hear them fight until they disappear. Oh, gross. What the fuck? That was nasty, for the record. Things got fleas, I swear. Is there a body over here for me to get dead or alive? You find a tail. Oh, Oh, no. I pick it up. I bring it back. Does anyone know whose tail this is? Oh, we lost one. Stay together. Everyone, stay together. Don't leave anyone alone. Next week's episode. I'll do it. I'll do it. Who cares? It's, what do I got spells for if I don't use them? I think that Dr. Area is probably a pretty, like, normal thing that, like, everybody, even if they didn't speak the language, would, like, know. It's good we have a backup plan in case we do get attacked by the entire city. <laughs> Not exactly an army either. They're all just normies. So, Haven, kind of signed you up for a job. All right. Someone owes money and or prosthetics, and they need that money and or prosthetics ripped from them. Don't eat it. I don't think it's snow. But I, I haven't seen anybody since I got over here. What, what are the underlying problems in your society? That there's a crime quarter. Oh, no, it's cursed. All right. Fish Media. Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliot Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.